everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about it's not me, it's you, and really having a chat about defensiveness issues. But before we jump into that, I do want to invite you over to my Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo, and I would love to chat with you in the DMs. Maybe you have a question, comment, concern, prayer request, feedback, topic, suggestions. Or you just want to say hey, hi, and hello to me. I welcome it all. If you prefer, you can also send me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. All of that information is in the show notes below. I would love to hear from you. You guys are amazing. You are the reason why I'm here, you know, um, putting out episodes every single week because I love to help. So again, all of that information is in the show notes, but let's jump into today's topic. Again, is entitled, It's Not Me. It's you talking about defensiveness issues. So I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to actually really, really consider it like a real question. Okay. Do you feel like people are always attacking you? And I mean, verbally and emotionally, not physically, but do you feel like people are always attacking you or inferring that you're wrong in inferring by like really pressing you and trying to attach that blame that you are wrong. Or maybe they are just pushing back on you and like whatever you're saying or speaking about. But think about it. Like, does it feel like you are always having to defend yourself? Well, I mean, and I really want you to ask yourself these questions right from the jump because I want you to consider whether or not this is because you're being too defensive, you know, it's an answer to the question that maybe you didn't consider or didn't even realize could be like a viable answer, but I do want you to consider if it's because you're being too defensive. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't being too hard on you, right? Because that could be a reality or possibly gaslighting you to make you believe that you are wrong. That could be happening. These things could be happening. However, I believe what is more likely happening is you are being super defensive to shield yourself from any criticism or feelings of being insecure. Now, that's a lot to handle, right? You're like, oh, Sabrina, what? What are you talking about? This is super heavy. I know it is. I know, but a lot of times the heaviest things that we have to look internally at ourselves and consider whether we need to change and shift are heavy, right? They're super heavy. And so I just want you to really think about this. Yeah, you could definitely just be shielding yourself, being super defensive. And from those, you know, criticisms and feelings of insecure, no one likes to feel insecure, you know? We become defensive when criticism comes to kill our self-esteem, right? Or like, even if we have low self-esteem, the little bit that we ride high on, it's like if someone comes in and tries to knock us down, we're like, whoa, 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 you don't understand. It took me a long time to build this base of self-esteem. I can't let it go now. So we want to feel in control and we believe we can't do that when others are challenging us. So if any of this sounds familiar, which I want you to know, it's definitely familiar for me. I do struggle with that. I have other people in my life that struggle with it as well. It's pretty common. It's nothing to be ashamed about. It is just another thing that you could be dealing with that a lot of people are dealing with. And we just need to f- like face it head on 
and deal with that struggle. So it's totally fine. So when we feel like we are being attacked, it's hard. It's really hard to listen when someone else is saying to us, like whatever they're saying, whether it's constructive or not, right? So if you are defensive about maybe being defensive and it hasn't been something that you've like put the time and energy in and self-awareness to really figure out, you could be feeling defensive right now. You could be feeling attacked right now by me and being like, Sabrina, you are just so out of line. And if that's the case, I really hope it's not. I really hope that you take the time to actually listen to this and maybe consider that you are being defensive, right? Or if you really truly feel like you're not ready, then turn it off and move on to something else and try to come back to it when you're ready because I would definitely push you to push yourself and try to figure out what's going on, what's wrong, what's not working, and whether you are defensive or not. But if you're truly not ready to receive that help, then then you're just not going to be ready. It's going to be falling, information falling in deaf ears. So that's just something to consider. But yeah, so when we feel like we're being attacked, we don't want to hear anything that that person's saying. As soon as it like clicks in that moment, like, oh crap, we're being attacked. This is not good. You feel under attack. So of course you don't really care what they're saying and you decide to push back. That's just like your immediate instinct. And defensiveness is all about feeling attacked, right? And needing to emotionally protect ourselves from situations where our insecurities might be exposed or our identity or our values or worth are being threatened by that other person, despite the fact if they mean well or not, if they're close to us or not, if we know them or not. Except that these threats probably don't actually exist But if we feel like it could happen in the current situation of that conversation or whatever is happening, where you feel threatened, it's all hands on deck in our minds. Hit immediately. And we prepare ourselves to deny and protect ourselves. It's like fight or flight. We are in it. This is what we're doing. This is what we've chosen to do to protect ourselves, right? And what better way to do that? Then by flipping the situation and exposing how the other person is wrong immediately. That's always like the end result of like, I'm right. How could I be wrong? You must be wrong. And I must let you know that you are. But as you can probably gather, this can cause a lot of trouble for us. And by us, I mean me, because I've struggled with this too. And by us, I mean you, if you do know that you struggle with this. It can cause a lot of trouble and damage relationships. So becoming defensive is not a healthy or helpful coping mechanism because it is a coping mechanism to deal with that fight or flight, that fear of being exposed, being threatened in all of those levels that we've mentioned. And it needs to be replaced by one that will actually help you feel safe and secure and not constantly under threat of you being exposed for your self-esteem, for your values, you know, for anything that you feel like is on the line. And, you know, defensiveness, I just wanted to like add this in because I thought it'd be helpful for you to think about it because you might immediately just think of like defensiveness as like saying like no to whatever someone is saying to you, but it can be seen in a few different ways. So I just want to go over three ways really quick with you. The first one is our classic one 
flat-out denial is the most classic example, and you find yourself not accepting what the other person is saying. Whether it's that you're not responsible for what happened or <laughs> that nothing is wrong at all, you know, just flat-out denying like, oh, no, what you, you think something's wrong. You think that the, you know, the fire raining down from the building is a problem. It's not a problem, you know, because like if you are a part of it, and they're insinuating that there's a problem with something that you are involved in, you're like, absolutely, there's no problem. There's no problem. You're crazy. I'm not crazy because I'm in it and you're not, you know, or even if they are in it, you know what I mean? So flat out denial, a very classic use of defensiveness. Also projecting your feelings onto others is literally, literally attributing those to someone else because you don't have the emotional ability to accept and process what you're dealing with. And I have spoken about projecting your feelings so many times on this podcast because it is a common thing that we do. We will project our feelings onto someone else because we just don't have the emotional capabilities or the capacity to understand how to look inward, how to apply self-awareness, how to really understand what is going on with us feeling anger or resentment or confusion or sadness or whatever the emotion is, we will be like, okay, you know, actually it's you and not me. And that's why I, I named this episode that it's like, it's not me, it's you. Because defensiveness is very classic. Like it, it can't be me. It has to be you. And projecting your feelings is very much like, I'm not angry, you're angry, right? Or I'm not wrong, you're wrong. Or I'm not out of line, you're out of line. <laughs> that reminds me of like a classic court drama where it's like, you're all out of line. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, projecting your feelings, it's like, it's so classic. And that's definitely important to bring up because it is such an easy way for people to practice in defensiveness. You know, someone will call you out for acting a certain way and you will say that they are acting that actually, not you. Of course not, right? And then the last one that I want to mention is we can also be defensive by rationalizing the situation, by finding ways to change the truth to better fit our motive and justify any of our behavior. So rationalizing would be like, well, I had to take her to the airport late and cause her to possibly miss her flight because I had this really important stop to make when really you actually did not have to make that stop and it was unnecessary or you could have left earlier, you just chose not to. And It's like you're just rationalizing away. You're like, oh, my behavior is fine. Why are you challenging me? I had good reason. You shouldn't be challenging me. I know what I'm doing. I'm in control, right? When really you you made a bad choice and you really should be apologizing like, wow, I should have left earlier or I should have actually not made that stop and made it after I dropped them at the airport and realizing that them missing their flight was actually a really, really important thing. So hopefully that makes sense. Like those ways are definitely easy for you to diagnose and see like, oh, wow, there's lots of defensiveness like laced in there if you didn't really know like how it could come up in like everyday life. So all of these and a few more that I did not talk about here are ways that defensiveness can be seen on a daily basis. But today I want to let you know and talk about how we can work on becoming less defensive and a little more vulnerable because vulnerability is super important. It's a topic that I'll be talking about very, very soon, just on the cusp of it. Like if you want to know the deep and dirty inputs, um, inputs, (laughs) deep and dirty deets on vulnerability, I suggest 
you read any book by Brene Brown because it will be phenomenal. It's so good. She is the queen bee on vulnerability, as most of us know. So, but I am going to be talking about it from a good level for people to easily understand, you know, lots of surface level information and to give you an idea on how important it is to dive into it, to allow it to live in your life and to really lean into it and understand it's the better choice. We are going to talk about four ways to help you become less defensive and I think that'll be super helpful. The first one is to honor your feelings. And I know I've talked about this a lot recently. It's really important. It's always important. It's something that I'm always going to talk about because honoring your feelings is one of the best ways to practice self-awareness, which I am, like, I want to be the queen bee talking about self-awareness and actually understanding who you are, what you're all about, accepting that the way that you're feeling is fine. So honor your feelings, validate that you may be feeling hurt by what is being said and understand that it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. It absolutely is okay. You know, your feelings are valid and important and not a problem at all. There is a reason you are feeling this way. And I want you to understand and embrace that. Embrace that as like a value and a super important moral for you that your feelings are valid. And, and, and something that's really hard for us to accept is that because your feelings are valid, that means that everyone else's feelings are valid. Now, their reactions towards them, no. But their feelings, if they feel hurt, or they feel sad, or they feel neglected, or they feel whatever, theirs are valid too. And it's hard for us. And I think that's a reason why a lot of people don't believe that their feelings are valid because they don't believe that someone else's feelings should be valid either, which is super unfair, right? It's just not fair. But if you don't allow something for yourself, then it's easier for you to not allow it for someone else. Because then you're not in this like moral compromise that you feel like you're making, right? But everyone's feelings are valid and it's important for you to honor them. So if something happens and you are very upset about it, or if someone is saying like, hey, you did a really bad job preparing for this party and you're like, that really upsets you because maybe you really like, really like planning parties or maybe that's your job or maybe this was something that you actually did drop the ball on and you're really hoping no one noticed, but someone did notice, right? But you need to honor your feelings. Maybe you're sad, you're embarrassed, right? You're angry and maybe not with them, but with yourself and whatever it's feeling, whatever you're feeling, it's fine and it's good and it's accepted. It's not a problem. It's not an issue and it's not something that you should be ashamed of. So definitely honor your feelings. The next one is to practice not reacting immediately. This is the hard one. Honoring your feelings, like when you get in practice of doing that, it becomes super easy. You're like, okay, crap, I feel really sad right now. Okay, or I feel really angry right now. Fine. Realizing that, embracing it, you're like, okay, I'm just going to let myself feel like this for this amount of time and then I'm going to move on. Or I'm going to figure out how to move on, what I need to do to move forward. But practice, practicing not reacting immediately, it's really tough. Your feelings may lead you to want to say something defensive, which could be something rude or mean and probably unnecessary. Let's just be real. But just because our feelings are valid, doesn't mean we need to act on them. Okay. Just because our feelings are valid, doesn't mean we need to act on them. It's helpful to take a beat and really think about whether or not our reaction 
is in our best interest, right? And maybe if you want to extend it to thinking, well, is it actually in anyone's best interest? But a lot of people won't do that. But I think you should. And ask yourself, will it actually help? Will it actually help the issue? Will it help the situation? Will it make this thing better? Will we learn something? Will it be good, right? You have to do that because if you don't practice really not reacting, if you're only reactionary and not like responsive, a responsive act would be like taking a moment to really realize what actually needs to happen. Reacting is just like going with your gut and just letting emotions fly and doing something that you probably will regret later and wish you hadn't done. So it's important for you to practice taking those moments, like count to 10 in your mind. It's a common uh, way for you to practice that. And then eventually you won't have to actually physically do it. You'll just know to slow down really quick and realize, okay, wow, I'm really angry. I really want to punch someone in the face. Probably shouldn't do that. That won't solve the problem. That will cause more problems for me. I might hurt their hand, my hand on their face. They might punch me back. I might get in trouble. Maybe I'll lose my job, like whatever it is, right? You have to go down that quick rabbit hole in your mind. It's usually about like 10 to 30 seconds. You're like, okay, let's not do that. Let me maybe just tell them, hey, what you said makes me feel very angry. Okay, that's a start. Maybe they don't want to hear that. Maybe they'll tell you they don't care. But that was still the better option, right? So yeah, we need to practice not reacting immediately. Take a few moments. Maybe after like you really think it through and you decide that punching that person in the face is actually what you need to do, like rationally and reasonably, then okay, I'm probably going to say nine times out of 10, you probably shouldn't do that. Probably closer to 10 out of 10, but there's going to be little like moments where that's not true. You know, not the, the world isn't black and white. It's definitely many shades of gray. So, but yeah. Just keep that in mind, okay? Practice not reacting immediately. The third one is ask follow-up questions to understand where they are coming from. This seems really reasonable. Like I'm telling you, instead of instinctively act attacking what they are saying, right? Don't just like lash out, like rah, like <laughs> lash out. Find out why they are saying it. Like, hey, what? Why? Why are you saying that I really messed up this party? Why are you saying I did a bad job? Or why are you saying that I? it's my fault that this person almost missed their plane? Like, what are you talking about? You know, dig a little deeper into the reasons behind their words to better understand them. Give them, a, give them an opportunity to describe to you, like, what they're feeling or why they feel the way they do and have an actual discussion about it. Don't just cut them off and, like, move on and think, like, well, because you've decided that it doesn't matter, that it doesn't matter because that's not true, right? You don't get to dictate everything. So ask follow-up questions. Have a quick conversation about that. Dig deeper. Be like, what's going on? Like, why? Or what happened? Or what makes you think that? Or what led you to this decision? Right? Or what led you to this judgment? Like, figure out if you can actually have a conversation with them about it to figure it out. And then the fourth one, the last one, is to figure out a conclusion together. Now, to be realistic, you might not always be able to do this with the other person. I realize that. But it's important to end with a resolution in mind, regardless whether you're doing it with that person or if they just don't want to participate in that part, then you got to do it on your own. But you got to do it regardless. That's what I believe. So figure out what needs to happen next. Have to you like honor your feelings, 
practice not reacting, ask follow-up questions to figure out what the heck they're talking about, why they feel that way, and, you know, just figure out what needs to happen next. So whether that is owning up and taking responsibility for what happened, being like, yeah, you're right, this party is terrible, it's because I didn't put the uh, the effort and the time into it that I normally do. Or maybe you need to apologize for blaming someone else. So maybe you were like, oh, it's because Pam didn't do her job. Maybe like, you know what? I need to apologize to Pam because I said that, you know, it didn't work out because she didn't do her job when really it's I didn't do my job and I was just blaming her because it was easy, right? Or admit that what has happened, you know, is a bigger deal than it was previously made. So maybe you were just like, oh, no, this party wasn't terrible. It, it was fine. You know, it was fine because of this, that, and the other reasons and all of these things. Like, you know, really trying to like downplay like how the situation actually is worse than it is. Yeah, you might just need to admit like, you know what? You're right. This did not go well. This is really going to affect this, that, and the other people involved. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is a bigger deal, right? So, Trying to apply all four of these things in every situation where you become defensive will really help you to work on that and not be so defensive, not jump into that coping mechanism so quickly. You know, you really want to be more compassionate with yourself. You want to love yourself. You want to accept yourself and understand that you will make mistakes and you will do things that are wrong and that's okay because we're all learning and no one's perfect and no one should be expected to be perfect because if you are expecting someone to be perfect, you will never get it. You'll never fully get it. You just won't. And if you think that you're perfect and that means that everyone else can measure up to your standards and be perfect, you're not perfect. There's stuff that you're not perfect about and that's good. That leaves so much room to grow and to become stronger and to become a better person. I promise you. So just consider that this is good stepping stones to help you break that habit, leaning into that and lean into something a little bit better that will help you grow and become a better person, right? So hopefully this was super helpful in maybe realizing you might be struggling with defensiveness and not realize it or just more information on how to tackle the struggle you already knew you had, you know, either way. And feel free to like, you know, suggest someone that you know, listen to this. If you feel like they are defensive and you have a hard time talking to them about it, maybe just be like, hey, this might be a good episode or I really like this one. Maybe you should listen to it too. Good little hints there. So, but that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again with me, Sabrina. I really enjoyed it. I love being here and talking to you guys and giving help and direction and advice and really trying to break things down for you like topics so that it'll be easy for you to understand and become your best self, you know? So uh, again, I hope to hear from you on Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo or a quick email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. And I cannot wait to hear from you guys, but until next time, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye.